Next on BYU Sports Nation, the rivalry renews between BYU and Utah on Saturday. And in more than one setting, men's and women's hoops for the Utes and Cougars. We'll have a former Ute and now BYU women's head coach Jeff Judkins discussing the importance of that rivalry and how his team got to 9-0 in miraculous fashion. Plus, David Nixon, dual threat BYU TV analyst on the bowl game scenario for BYU. And if a hoops win versus Utah eases the pain at all after a rivalry loss in football. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It is Friday, December the 13th. What is up, BYU Sports Nation? I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a special guest host today, Jerem Jordan on vacation, relaxing, maxing in the sun somewhere, we're sure. But Brian Logan, former BYU football player, current BYU TV football analyst, sits to my right. Brian, what's going on, my friend? Nothing much, man. I'm I'm excited to to be here. I'm happy that you guys have me on. This is actually uh, going to be called the Takeover Show. I'm <laughs> I'm slowly taking over for Jerem. Jerem, I know you are listening right now, and uh, yeah, we just want to ease the transition. So. Um, slowly but surely, I will officially take over. So uh, if you see me tweeting throughout the show, the hashtag takeover, uh, please feel free to join me. Uh, well, you know, you might as well just put uh, your, your mantra out there, Brian. You, don't don't let it be a secret. You know, I'm just I just I got to be honest with myself, you know. So I you know, I got to be real with the people and, and the fans out there. Most importantly, Jerem, you know, he's done a great job. But, um, you know, I, I, I love the guy to death. But, you know, it's the takeover, man. <laughs> Wherever and however you may be listening on that note, thanks for making BYU Sports Nation part of your day. Now, Brian, we have a tradition here on Fridays, BYU Sports Nation, and this is how we do it. Oh, yeah. Are you a Montel Jordan fan, Brian? I am. I am. I am. Feeling the groove, bro? I am, man. I want to just bust a move right now. I think (laughs) I'm going to do a Jamal J. Swag Daddy dance, you know, with the tongue out right now. Oh, yeah. Wait, look, 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 look. (laughs) You can't see it, but I can. And I'll tell you, BYU Sports Nation, Brian is moving and grooving. It is a Sweet 16 Friday for women's volleyball. They're taking on the sixth-ranked USC Trojans for a chance to go to the Elite Eight. We'll talk to head coach Sean Olmstead at the uh, end of the hour. Kyle Van Noy, guy you've watched very closely, Brian Logan, named second-team All-American in the Walter Camp Foundation. I guess that shouldn't really be a surprise because KVN is a stud. No, he's 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 a beast, man. What what more can you say about Kyle? Uh, great player. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm more excited to see what he's going to do uh, next year on Sundays. You know how how that transition is is going to take place. Um, you know, you you hear a couple things about Kyle and how he's a little bit undersized and and whatnot, but you know something that you can't measure is a guy's heart. So it'll be it'll be exciting for Kyle. You made a living on that, brother. You know, I, yeah, I did. You know, you can't, Bronco Manhall can't. always talked about that. Brian Logan has the hugest heart, big heart. Somehow, some way, he can he can see it. He measured it. I don't, I don't know how he did it, <laughs> but he has you know superpowers. At some point today, we're going to look up your career stats, past breakups, interceptions. I don't want to do that because I think I think somebody beat me. Uh, I, I, I used to hold the career record. I think I don't think I hold it anymore. Does that hurt your takeover of Jerem Jordan? Status? Uh, not at all, because um, you know I did it in, in two years when most guys have four, uh, so that's why I'm I'm doing the takeover because I can do it you know pretty fast. Um, so you know, Jeremy, it may be sooner than what you think. 
Uh, join the conversation by tweeting at BYU Sports Nation, commenting and liking on our Facebook page, and weigh in on today's poll question at BYUTVSports.com. It's a straight-up yes-or-no question today. Will a basketball win in the rivalry game for BYU against Utah ease the pain even a little for the football loss back in September against Utah? Sound off at BYU Sports Nation. Brian Logan, now is your opportunity to sound off, have an opinion. Does the hoops win take away any of that pain? Nope. <laughs> nope, it doesn't. That, that simple? Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm a football guy, right? So, you know, obviously there's nothing that, uh, you know, the BYU uh, sports community can do to to help, uh, you know, mend that loss. It, it hurts, it's, you know, especially losing four in a row. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's very unfortunate. Um you know, I, I think I think it's it's you know maybe easy a, a little bit just saying hey you know uh, we beat you guys in basketball but you know at the end of the day you know sorry all you basketball fans out there but but football does carry a little bit more weight and you know football is a, a, an important game and, and it's an important matchup and um, you know for for both schools right now especially you know for Utah trying to get as much wins as they can to to make it just to a bowl game uh, for BYU um, having to almost go perfect right to to have some bcs consideration um you know it, it's a little bit more weight that that football carries and and with basketball um we, we kind of know the outcome right you know byu has, has won the last 11 out of the 12 so it's kind of you, you go into that game like ah, we're probably going to win this you know so how much more exciting can you really get going into a game knowing that you're going to win i will explain why Fans should be more excited about BYU and Utah in just a few moments. Friendly reminder, you can listen to BYU Sports Nation every weekday, noon Eastern on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and on Dish Network Channel 980, our show on demand every day on BYURadio.org. You should tell your wife about that, Brian. I'm sure she's going to want to listen if she's not listening live. She's, she's already downloaded the app. No. Thank, thank you to Kenneth <laughs> Logan for downloading the app and, and sending me a uh, good luck uh, uh, text this morning. There so you go. Shout I, out. I, I kind of helped you guys out, you know, downloading the app and getting some more, some more people hey, doing that. It's all about helping yeah. the product, right? Yeah, you know, I, I, I tried last minute text my mom, but you know, yeah, I she's working. <laughs> Mama Logan's not listening in. She she needs she, byuradio.org. She's, she's going to the bowl game. Okay, she's in San Francisco. You know, she said she needed like ten tickets. So I'm, you're you're the man to hook I, it up. I'm working on that. I got to talk to Tom. Tom, help me out, man. Help me out. It's a Christmas <laughs> gift for my mom. Please help me out. Uh, if you missed today's live show, you can always catch a rebroadcast each day, 7 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Mountain on BYU Radio. Rise and shout, my friends! It's time for what's trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one: A ramped up rivalry week. Look at it. 32 points in the first half for Jimmer Fredette. Who can ever forget that performance by Jimmer? 2009, I believe it was, against the University of Utah. 2010, uh, I can, whatever. All I know is it was awesome. 32 points in the first half, goes for 47 in the game, hits that half-court shot to put him over 30 in the first half. Pretty sure we're not going to see a first half like that again from a BYU player in the Huntsman Center. Now, to get you up to date, it's been a kind of a strange rivalry week. The coach's show earlier this week, Dave Rose, said that 
talks for future games between BYU and Utah basketball after the 2014 season had stalled a little bit. Well, that naturally lit a fire uh, among fans and and brought up a ton of debate about whether BYU and Utah need to keep playing basketball. And they're thinking, well, now football first, and now we've got basketball going on. What what the heck? And Chris Hill, the athletic director for the University of Utah, uh, told in, in a statement to Dirk Facer of the Deseret News, we're fine. We're going to play again. I'd be surprised if we don't continue this series. So some differing opinions, but... What we've gathered this week is BYU and Utah are working on creating more of these games and, quite frankly, couldn't be happier. Utah coach Larry Kristoviak joined BYU Sports Nation yesterday, and he spoke on the status of the future rivalry game. Well, I'm not certain. You know, I think our, uh, you know, I, I don't make those decisions solely. I, uh, Dr. Hill, our AD, is, is in, in contact with BYU's AD, and we've been trying to stir up, uh, you know, having a, in-state tournament at the Energy Solutions Arena. Uh, I talked to Dave Rose a few weeks ago on the phone about it, and just said that I, you know, I wasn't certain what our plan was. Larry Kristoviak joining BYU Sports Nation live yesterday. So things remain a little uncertain for him, but they do want to play the game. Brian, I'm going to bring you into this because you have experienced the BYU Utah rivalry firsthand on the field. Why? Why is it that when the red and blue clash, it's such a special event, not only for the players but for the fans? Well, I mean, it's a it's a historic, you know, rivalry, um, and it, that's a game that I think that that has to be played, uh, regardless of, you know, the the, the circumstances and, and the conference shifts, and uh, you know, more importantly, you know, for for the fans and, and the players. I mean, rivalry week. Oh my gosh, it's just it's something about rivalry week, man. It's it's. It's it's crazy what it does to you as a, as a player. Um, you know, everything up to that moment does not matter. Throw out you know uh, records and you know anything up to that point uh, because you, you're you're not thinking about nothing but that opponent. You're you you're like a shark. You know, you're smelling blood. You know, and and that excitement and and the passion that that brings to the community for the fans for the players for that very reason is why you want to have these rivalry games and it doesn't matter you know what sport it is it doesn't matter what level it is if it's peewees if it's high school uh junior college college professional you got to have these rivalry games man that's what makes you know sports um and competition fun it's that extra added uh, rivalry that you get to have on your schedule once or twice a year. Going back to Coach Larry Kristoviak, while he said the rivalry game is uncertain for the future, he told BYU Sports Nation he thinks, and in his mind, he believes it will continue. You know, I'd, I'd be surprised if we didn't play. I don't know if it's going to be one game at Provo, one game in Salt Lake, one game at Energy Solutions, or if we're going to try to tie in a tournament. But, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I like the concept. I would love, love, love an in-state tournament at Energy Solutions Arena. Don't think it's ever going to happen, but it's fun to think about. If you got Utah, Weber State, BYU, Utah State in a three-day, four-team tournament early on in the season for a state championship. Huge. Huge for the state, man. Huge. And again, I mean, this is this type of tournament would be more for you know the fans, right, and and the environment. And it's also good for the players. You know, it, it's fun to you know get your bragging rights. Hey, you know, we won the the state tournament. But you know, I I think that 
it 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 just will bring awareness to you know more of the the, the state of Utah of of basketball. Um, great opportunity for you know all sides of uh, of the state to come together and, and do some trash talking. Um, you know, and 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 let their and see their players play and. Um, you know, again, I mean, just to have that event, right? And I mean, imagine if this was something that was a tradition, you know? So players coming into it knowing every single year we're going to have this tournament, fans, coaches. I mean, how huge could this, you know, thing potentially get? I mean, it'd be amazing. Coaches want home games, which is why I don't think it will happen. But there's certainly the discussion is on the table that they want to get the teams to their place in whatever fashion. BYU and Utah needs to continue. It just does. Football, basketball, all sports, that rivalry dominates the state, and it needs to continue. ESPN College Hoops insider Jeff Goodman, from a national perspective, agrees. Utah and BYU got to play each other forever, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's one. Utah's getting better. Uh, Larry Kruskoak's doing a good job. Obviously, BYU, Dave Rose has got it at a a good level and been able to sustain it. Uh, Those two programs, to me, need to play each other every single year. That's a national guy. ESPN College Hoops Insider Jeff Goodman. He knows. Forever. (laughs) Forever. Love the Sandlot reference. That's good. That's what you bring. That's what you bring, brother. Our producer Ben Bagley is pumping his fist right now because he loves that movie. I was was a baseball player first. I should have stayed with it. Once I stopped growing, I should have never played football. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, you know what? You play bigger than you are, brother. Right? I tried. Right? Yeah, I tried, yeah. You look 6'7 to me. Well, it's the, it's the biceps. <laughs> you know. And I'm sitting in a chair right now. You can't see my legs. They're actually dangling. Can't touch the ground. <laughs> oh, Brian Logan. I love it, man. Take over. Please, please come Hashtag. back again. Please come back again. Hashtag. I, love, I love the passion that Jeff Goodman had in his voice. When we asked him, you know, should they play? Yes. That game should continue forever, and I could not agree more. BYU and Utah, when it's a competitive game, it is great for the state. And he mentioned Utah is getting better. That's huge for the rivalry series. Topic two. Oh, and uh, apparently there's a game as well on Saturday. We've talked about the backdrop and all of the rivalry discussion and what's going on. Well, hey, there's, there's an actual game taking place. A couple. Men's basketball team will play at 8 p.m. Mountain Time in the Huntsman Center. Earlier that afternoon, BYU and Utah will square off in women's hoops. So it is a rivalry Saturday for the Utes and the Cougars. Coach Dave Rose of BYU says this Utah team is better than the teams they have faced in the past. We talked about that, and here's what he said. I just think, you know, without really studying them a lot, that they they seem to have a lot more balance, consistently scoring the ball really well. Uh, You know, I, I think that, you know, Delon Wright has, you know, really given them a lift, and and then Taylor and, and Leverage are two guys that are just way better after a year. Delon Wright is shooting seventy two percent for Utah, seventy two percent. Larry Kristoviak said, "Well, he's not taking bad shots. Uh, apparently not, because when you're over seventy, clearly you're getting good looks and you're knocking down a lot of those." Here's here is the big discussion. Utah's strength of schedule out of 351 Division I teams, 331. BYU's strength of schedule, five. That's ridiculous, man. I can't even. That 
that's a joke. I can't even look at that team no more. I mean, you look at the 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 wins that they have and looking at the schedule, Grand Canyon, uh, Evergreen State. That looks that sounds like a JC to me. Where and is it, Evergreen State? I don't have Somebody, no please tell me. Lamar. Tweet at BYU Savannah Sports Nation. State. Then you look further down, St. Catherine. I mean, good grief. St. Catherine. However, this is what we do know. They've played Boise State. Boise State is a pretty good basketball team. They played in Boise and lost by two. So that, that game alone tells me the Utes are capable. They can compete. They do have some athletes. Jordan Loveridge is a beast. Listen to this stat line, 6'6", 210. He's a sophomore, averaging 17 points a game, nearly 10 rebounds, averaging nearly a double-double. He's got four double-doubles this year, coming off a career-high 27 against Idaho State. Loveridge, I think, is a guy that could – he has potential to play in the league. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a huge threat. I mean, he's, he's too big for you know, the traditional small forwards, but then he's too quick for, for the bigger uh, power forwards. So, uh, you know – Interesting matchup there. Uh, it'll be, be interesting to see how Coach Rose is going to try to put a handle on Loveridge. Well, we know what Coach Larry Kristoviak told BYU Sports Nation the key to the game for Utah is, and that's a good start defensively. Obviously, that means slowing down the nation's fastest offense. You know, you just really have to put the fire out early. I don't know if the matchups are that key early on. Uh, you may not have time to get back to the guy that you're supposed to be guarding. So... How do you slow down BYU? That is the big question. And in the BYU wants to run the ball. That's, that's no surprise. They like to get up and get down the court. Looking forward to uh, Utah-BYU tomorrow. Utah's done a good job of slowing down the pace of the game, but they have not scored points. Utes and Cougars, 8 p.m. tomorrow from the Huntsman Center in Salt Lake City. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we welcome in a guy who knows a thing or two about that BYU-Utah rivalry. The head coach of the BYU women's basketball team, Jeff Judkins, a former Ute, now turned Cougar. He's up next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars set to face the Washington Huskies in the Fight Hunger Bowl December 27th from AT&T Park in San Francisco. Welcome back on a Friday to BYU Sports Nation. You are listening to BYU Radio Live. We are in Studio 2. I'm Spencer Linton, and I have a special guest host to my right. You can follow him at... Tell me your Twitter handle, Brian Logan. Brian Logan 7 How many followers do you have? Uh, let me see. I just hit... 2000. Oh, you're the other legit, day. man. I just hit it. I'm not as big as you guys, though. No, no, you're bigger than uh, me. Jer- 2024. Jerem's, yeah, Jerem's got 3,000 plus. I've, I've just, I'm right around 11. I don't know. I was kind of ashamed about that. I don't know how Jerem has more. <laughs> I guess he, I guess he tweets more than me. Uh, you know, so a lot of people, though, I feel bad because they will follow me and I'll see, you know, the notification pop up. But then I'll, like, so I'll have like five people follow me a day, but then I'll have like 10 unfollow me. So I, I guess I'm just too boring. You know, Wrap it for, up, man. For people. I, I guess I got to, you know. Say something like, controversial on Twitter. Maybe I should do something. <laughs> or don't like or don't do that. I don't really know what I can say, though. <laughs> Saturday, game day versus the Utes for the men and women. We're talking women's basketball right now. 9-0 BYU will host their arch rival in the Marriott Center, 4 Eastern, 2 p.m. Mountain. You can watch it live on BYU TV. Dave McCann on the call. I will be watching from the sidelines. And... 
I will be watching closely what head coach Jeff Judkins' team does. Coach Judkins joining us live in studio. Welcome back, Coach. Nice to be here. It's great to have you on the show. (laughs) My first question is this. You're down 24 to Weber State. What's going on in your mind? Um, You know, it was hard because you don't want to quit, but it's pretty discouraging to see your team just not perform the way that you're used to them. Uh, I've got to give them a lot of credit. I've got to give my assistant coaches a lot of credit. My assistant coaches were very positive on timeouts. Uh, when the players came on on the bench, they talked to them and built them up and told them, hey, we're still in this game. And uh, I think a lot of uh, our players showed a lot of character and not giving up and and executing and doing what we need to do. We had to play perfect the last 12 minutes of the game. And, uh, you know, my one assistant, she kept hounding me to play a zone, and I'm not a big zone guy. And I finally said, hey, we're down 24, and you guys got nothing to lose. And we did that, and it really changed the momentum of the game. I'll say you played a perfect last 12 minutes. You go on a 14-0 run to end the game. You win uh, at the D Event Center in Ogden to go to 9-0. and uh, You have a great chance to end non-conference play undefeated. You have game against Utah on Saturday, then Utah State. What would that mean to you going into league play? It gave us a lot of momentum. It helped us with our RPI, as you kind of talked earlier about you know the strength of schedule and all these things. It, it comes into play. It does when the NCA makes their decisions. So a, hard, a good high RPI is important for us so that if for whatever reason we stumble in the conference and maybe don't win the conference tournament, that we have a chance to get an at-large bid. And so uh, we played a hard schedule. I, I don't know. My one assistant kind of likes to get into all that stuff and check it out. But, um, you know, we played a hard schedule for a good reason, to hopefully get our RPI high so that that, does, you know, that situation happens. Coach Jeff Junkett, can I call you Coach JJ? Yeah, that's great. That would be a new nickname. Give it nicknames day one. I like JJ. It. I like JJ. Well, I you know cornerback. You know Jordan Johnson. That's that's where we got the name from. Okay. So Coach JJ, um, going into into this game, being a a former Ute, uh, I want to congratulate you first and foremost of coming over to the lights, <laughs> um, and and. Talk about just the the rivalry and and when you played um, and and how important it is um, to continue the rivalry. Well, no matter if you're on the BYU side or the Utah side, this game's a big game. I don't care what anybody says. Some people say, oh, it's not. Yeah, it is. You know, it's recruiting. It's showing up to, to church. It's going around the community. It's all that. And so this game's big. And, um, you know, I was very fortunate as a player when I played at the university to come on top. Um, people remember that. And, uh, you know, when I coached the men, we were pretty close, pretty even. And the women has been about the same. So um, I have a lot of in-state girls on my team. And I know it's important for them to to win this game so that when they run into people or whatever, that they, they know that they, they took care of it. Plus, now, you know, Utah is a Pac-12 school. And we've heard down here how great the Pac-12 is and so that part of it kind of makes it nice too. I imagine that the banter around the dinner table at the Judkins home rivalry week, it has, it has to be entertaining. Well, what What's that like? Well, I had my two oldest went to the University of Utah graduated there and now my last three have gone to BYU um, so when we have dinner, um, my two oldest and their spouses are pretty Utah <laughs> But they, of course, want us to win. So, 
But um, I think, you know, a great family that loves each other, they support. And uh, I think they're, they've, they've been very good to me about that. And it's, it's great to see. You know, people don't realize, I mean, I have a, a lot of family live in Salt Lake, and, and they've been big U fans, but now they, they change a little bit. And so does Johnson. Melinda's two brothers played at the U, and their family was all red and white, and it's kind of good to see them in blue and white in those games. Coach, so, how, how does how does it how do you make that transition? I for me, if I you know let's say ten years from now, uh, Utah calls me and says, "Hey, I want you to be the head or a coach uh, for football." Uh, knowing that I've played here and the love and the mm-hmm. passion that I have, I don't know if I could, if I don't know if I could do it, you know. <laughs> and then I got to look my my teammates, you know, in, in the eye and say, "Sorry, <laughs> I made the switch." Uh, how w- w- did that play a big role into? Yeah, it was hard. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was tough to leave, but you know, I'm a member of the church, so I had a lot of respect for BYU. Way back a long time ago, when I was a young player, they didn't recruit me that hard, and uh, you know, so it wasn't that I didn't want to have interest of coming to BYU. It's just that they, I guess, they didn't have interest in me. But I, you know, it, it's hard. But I love basketball. I wanted to coach. I wanted to be a head coach. Um, at the time when I was working with Coach Majerus, it was hard. He was wearing me out, both both mentally and physically. It was just time for me to move on, and I really didn't want to move. I wanted to stay here with my family, and so this was a great fit for me. And Coach Cleveland's one that brought me and gave me an opportunity, and um, I'm very thankful for him because I've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. Well, you're getting it done this year, 9-0 and on the season. You just knocked off Creighton recently before the comeback against Weber State, ending their 15-game home win streak. It's a tough place to play in Omaha. It was, why, yeah, it was why, why does that game give your team confidence moving forward into West Coast Conference playing and hopefully the tournament? Well, you know, we lost last year to Creighton, and we had the lead. We should have probably never lost that game. And so when we came out, uh, they really were focused and ready to play. We got a big lead on them, and then we started losing our lead the same way we did here. It was kind of scary, but we made some big plays. That's one thing that I've noticed with this team this year is they've they've made plays when they need to make them. And I think teams that are successful are teams that really do that. Because there's some nights you're not going to shoot the ball that well or you're going to make some mistakes or matchups aren't the best. But you you got to figure a way how to win, and this team's done that. Speaking of making plays and playmakers, Jennifer Hampson. Oh, I I am I'm really intrigued with her because she played volleyball, yeah. and and she made the decision to say, you know what, I want to focus on basketball a little bit. And and I've had this discussion with with my wife and raising our son. We have a two year old, and we're all, yeah, we're kind of crazy. We're already we're already talking about his future, <laughs> and. You know, she's like, I, I want him to play everything: baseball, basketball, football. Me, I want it, I want him to play just one sport because I want him to focus and be an expert uh, on that one sport. How has her has her, uh, her her decision really affected her play this year? Well, I, I think if Jim would have played basketball and that's it, she would probably be a top three pick in the draft. I think she's wow. she's improved that much this year, um, just getting her timing down. The thing that's this weird is most women athletes. I don't men are a little bit more. They specialize whatever a little more, but every girl on my team played two sports, 
And I'll tell you, I, what I have found out over the years is that when a young lady plays two sports, when she comes to college and you have to put in more time, weights and conditioning and practice and film work, they react a lot better to it. And uh, uh, Jen, I never thought she could do it. You know, when she talked about it four years ago, I said, yeah, sure. She is a special player, a special person. And um, she knew how to balance her time, and she was great in both. And there's no question if she was playing the volleyball this weekend, it would be a big plus for, for BYU. But I think next year their team will probably be really special. And then she'll focus strictly on on volleyball. And so it's been a real positive thing for us. Uh, I'd say right now she's the most dominating player that I've seen on tape that we've played probably in the West. I mean, she's a great scorer. She's her off, her defensive ability is unbelievable. She's a great rebounder. Um, she's a she's a fun player to watch. Hey, thank you very much, Coach. My, my wife is listening right now, and, and you just helped me make my case. So I, I appreciate that feedback. <laughs> Trying to help Brian out. Look, see what Coach happens JJ. when you come and visit. You, you not only get to take over for Jerem. But you get great family and life advice. Spencer, but this is not a visit, man. It's a takeover. Oh, that's right. <laughs> slowly. Slowly. My bad. My surely. Bad. Okay, Coach, we're going to step off the grid a little bit. During your first visit, we talked about shooting competitions. Um, and uh, we asked Dave Rose if you two had a shooting challenge. Oh, who would win? Who would win? He actually said you. Do you agree with that statement? I agree with that 100%. <laughs> <laughs> now, we had a dunking contest. He might beat me. Really? Yeah, Dave could really jump. People don't probably know that. Dave but could he, jump? Oh, he could get up. Yeah, so if we had a, a dunking, I'd win the three-point contest, and he'd probably win the dunk contest. What about your players, your current players, the women's basketball team? Could could any of them outshoot you right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. See, that's the, that's the competitor right there. Yeah, you just, I, no, no, I, I don't care. Nobody's going to beat me. No, I don't care. Jeff Judkins and former teammate from the NBA Boston Celtics, Larry Legend, have a shootout. Who who wins that shootout? Um, that's a close one because we did it a lot when I played for the Celtics. <laughs> we would, we'd play horse and we had a lot of fun. It would probably, depending, go 50-50 probably. Now I would beat him because I'm in better shape than he is right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he has a lot of back surgeries and he can't move as well as he used to. So I probably could beat him now, but uh, it was fun, you know. It was fun shooting against him and Pete Maravich. Those three were, uh, you know, we had a lot of great horse games. As a, as a coach, do you ever play with your 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 girls? And, I, I used to when I first started. I did, and then I hurt a couple of them, so I kind of had to. <laughs> <laughs> I had to back off. See, that's a competitor right there. I, I bet we could we could play some cards right now, or some dominoes, or maybe even Monopoly, and and, and he would want to win. Just oh, you know, happened to me a few years ago. We were playing, and the girls weren't practicing very good. So I said, I said "Okay, coaches are going to challenge you." And uh, Shawnee Slade went up for a shot, and I, I wanted to block her jump shot, so I jumped up <laughs> to block it, and I hurt my knee, and I had to go off the court, was sore for a month. They rubbed it in pretty good to me. Oh, that's great. Sharpshooter, uh, competitor, former NBA guy, former Utah U, and now current BYU women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins on BYU Sports Nation. You have a lot of titles. That's what make you feel pretty good, huh? Well, it's, well, I guess when you've been around a long time, it catches up to you. But, <laughs> hey, well, let's see if we can get some fans in our game. This will be a big game for us, really. We need some students. We need some noise. You know, come cheer us on. Then you can go up and watch the men's game. It's perfect. It's a great basketball day for, for BYU. 
2 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Eastern. Watch the game live on BYU TV if you can't make it to the Marriott Center. But there is the uh, the call out to all of the BYU fans in the area. Get to the Marriott Center. Support the Cougars as they try and go 10-0 and do it against the University of Utah. The men's team, they tip off at 8 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern on the Pac-12 Network in the Huntsman Center in Salt Lake City. A rivalry doubleheader. Coach, this week there have been some discussions about BYU and Utah men's basketball potentially not playing again. There, there have been some stallings in the rivalry talk, according to Coach Rose. Their athletic director, Chris Hill, says, I think we'll be fine. What does the rivalry mean to the state, and, and what would happen if it didn't continue in basketball? Um, I, I think it'd be sad. I, I think, you know, uh, both these universities have good, excellent programs, and it's sad that you have to don't want to play because of whatever reasons. I, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's something that I know when I was a young kid, I, I, I enjoyed watching this game, and I guarantee I love playing in it, and I love coaching in it. So, you know, I really hope that they can can work this thing out so that we can all do it. You know, you're going to find out when, when it's gone in football for two years, it's going to be different. It really is, and you're going to probably miss it and see what we need to do. But I, I, hope, that, I hope that doesn't happen. All right, we need some predictions from you. We'll go football, Coach. Uh, Bolt, before you get out of here. Bowl game, BYU-Washington. Give me a score. Washington runs it. BYU does a great job on the run. So I think it's in their favor. Um, and I, I just I just have a feeling that, that BYU is going to score some points on Washington. So I'm going to go 34-17 BYU. Oh, I like okay. I like it. I think it's going to be a, domi- a domination by BYU. Yeah, I, I just think they do so well in the run, and they're going to take that away from them. And then I think Washington, their defense is not as good as what everybody thinks. And, you know, I think Hill is special, and I think he'll, he'll, he'll rise to the occasion. Taysom Hill. He's the best player in the world. Been saying it day one. <laughs> best player in the world. Coach Juckins, it's been great having you on BYU Sports Nation hey, it's again. it's been great being here. Always a good time. Good luck against Utah tomorrow as Thanks, the Cougars man. try and go 10-0. and 0. Thank you. We'll see you on the sideline. All right. Looking forward to it. Up next, we discuss what you, BYU Sports Nation, think about the BYU-Utah basketball game. And if that game at least takes some of the sting away, assuming BYU wins, from the football loss. We'll get some of your reaction. Plus, David Nixon, BYU TV analyst, joins us. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan hanging out. Brian's filling in for Jerem Jordan. The takeover. Hashtag. (laughs) Friday, December 27th, Mega Game Day on BYU TV starting at 7 Eastern. We're airing the last three BYU Bowl games in quick game fashion. 30 minutes each for an hour and a half leading up to a live countdown to kick off from San Francisco and Provo. Don't miss it two weeks from today. We welcome in our next guest to BYU Sports Nation, David Nixon. And David, look, let's talk about the ER visit one night and being on the call of a hoops game the next night, bringing in the linebacker mentality to the booth. What is up with that? Hey, you know, all for one, one for all. Uh, no, it was, it was pretty wild. I had, a, I had no surgery on Friday. I had a deviated septum that I actually broke uh, my senior year against Utah State playing ball. Uh, helmet came down, cracked, and broke it. And that sounds delightful. Me, yeah, exactly right. And so they they told me to wait till after I was done playing football completely because they didn't want to uh, you know do surgery and break it again. So finally, uh, after I called quits last year um, in the NFL, I decided to 
pull the trigger this year. And sure enough, I got surgery and had some complications on Tuesday that they had to rush me in and, and uh, fix. So, yeah, it was it was a wild couple of days, but uh, I made it through the basketball game and, and had fun doing it. So uh, all is well. Dave, isn't it crazy how you still have all these lingering injuries and issues after playing on a Bronco Mendenhall defense? People don't understand <laughs> right, that. Yeah, see, see, people uh, people will say, "Yeah, I played sports and basketball, baseball, and I have you know some pains and things like that in football, and that's and that's fine." But it's a different story when you play under Coach Mendenhall and the pursuit drills. It's crazy, man. I can't even go and pick up my son anymore. <laughs> it's true, and and going through Jay Omer's strength and conditioning program, the off seasons, Coach Minhall and Jay Omer, they they put it on us in the off season doing all sorts of squats and cleans. Uh, but uh, no, you're right. Actually, it's, it, it takes a toll. But you know that's something we all know as athletes going into it. That uh, you know the, the game itself will most likely probably take a toll on your body. But uh, we obviously do it because we love the game and. You know, this is with just a minor injury. Uh, fortunate enough, I came out of BYU without too many serious injuries. I never missed a game at BYU uh, because of injuries. So I'm, I'm a pretty fortunate. But, uh, Brian, you're right. There's, there, you know, as we all know, there's a lot of guys that uh, still have lingering issues. And I'm glad mine's just a simple little nose job. <laughs> David Nixon, BYU TV sports analyst. Emergency room this, right? Okay. So you call the hoops game, but we're going to focus on football. You know you know some football. You see Washington. They're the official opponent for BYU in the Fight Hunger Bowl on December 27th. What was your first reaction when that game became an actuality? Well, it was around the same time that we found out that Sarkeesian was headed to USC. So um, I think there were some mixed emotions there. You, you wonder what team will show up for this bowl game. Is it, is it a team that's kind of out for some vengeance because their head coach deserted them and, and left them? Uh, or is it a team that uh, doesn't have a true leader because their coach is now gone? So I think that's always an interesting um, topic that will kind of play out there in the bowl game. But uh, I think it was a great opportunity. I, I, played, uh, Utah, or, sorry, I played Washington um, my senior year. There at Washington, that's when uh, we blocked the extra point after Jake Locker got the 15-yard penalty um, and beat them at their place. And uh, what I remember from that game is, uh, once again, you know, you had Jake Locker, this, this stud quarterback, and, and they played hard. And uh, they played all the way down to the wire, and, and fortunate enough, we were able to come out of there with a win. But it's a team that's uh, very well disciplined and, and well coached. And I imagine, you know, Tuya Sopo, who's, who's going to fill in the void for Sarkeesian, will, will have his team ready. But, um, I think it's an exciting matchup, and I think you know it's BYU. Anytime you have the opportunity to play a Pac-12 team and and go out there and, and show them that uh, you know that we can play with them and beat them, uh, it's a great opportunity. I know the players are excited for it. Yeah, David, I I played against Washington in 2010, uh, my senior year as well. You know, against Jake Locker, and and he had all this this hype, this Heisman talk, and everything like that. And it wasn't too bad for us because we just came last year. You know, with with Sam Bradford and and the, that the Heisman talk, and, and and we went and 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 you know you know what happened with with him. Um, but heading into this game, as a player, and and, and we both played, and we know how much trust we have in our coaches having their head coach gone you know how 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 up are, are these guys really going to be I mean I I think this is a great opportunity for some of you know the guys that are second string guys to come in and, and make a name for themselves um, you know obviously some seniors that are wanting to get some looks to the NFL they're going to try hard uh, but what about those freshmen that just recently got recruited thinking that they're going to be with this guy for the next four years yeah, no question. It's almost like an audition for the younger guys because they know that their future head coach will be watching the film 
on this bowl game and, and watching the film the rest of the season. And this is kind of the last chance and opportunity you had to kind of leave your mark uh, before the new coach comes in and, and, and puts together his whole regime. And uh, no, no, no doubt this is a huge game for those youngsters. And, and like you said, for those seniors, they want to obviously go out on a good note and uh, hopefully um, have a good, great showing that uh, will kind of translate over to some looks for the NFL. So uh, I, th- I think a lot's riding on this team. And once again, as I alluded to earlier, it's coming down to the fact that um, – you know, are they going to be the team that is without their leader or are they going to kind of rally around each other and, and go out there and play for each other, not necessarily for any type of coach? So um, I think it's a, it's a great matchup. You know, BYU is going to face one of the best running backs in, in the country. Um, and, you know, I, I think throughout the year, BYU struggled uh, with, with great running backs. You look at Wisconsin, um, and they, they really struggled against Wisconsin with, with their running game. So, I think it's going to be a great challenge what that deal uh, you'll be up to. But once again, Brock Lemayne Hall six and two in bowl games. I mean, the, the record itself um, speaks for itself, and uh, I think he'll have his guys ready, have a great ga- game plan going into this bowl game. But um, I'm excited to see definitely how it plays out. Four-game bowl win streak for BYU. They're going for five against the University of Washington on December 27th in San Francisco at AT&T Park. David Nixon, former BYU and NFL linebacker, current BYU TV sports analyst, joining myself, Spencer Linton, and another former BYU football player, Brian Logan, making a special co-host uh, appearance here on a Friday on BYU Sports Nation. Not often I get two football players uh, on the line together. And so with, with that said, we do something called the Y-Factor where we we pick who which player we Why think will, will make the biggest difference uh, in each and every football game. Brian Logan, leading the charge this year, has four victories. BYU will play their 13th wait, game. You said, wait, what was that? I, my, something was wrong with my, my headphones. I didn't hear that. <laughs> you said I'm leading? Is that what you said? Okay, this, this, is, this is where Brian uh, so humbly leading. gloats okay. about his wife factor. I'm wins. not humble right now. Okay. Not about this. This is an amazing accomplishment. <laughs> amazing. So Four Brian, wins. what happens when you're paying off the uh, the guys in the back? They're making the decision. Good job, Brian. <laughs> is that hey, what it comes down to, Brian? Hey, you know I don't make the big bucks like you, man. I I just played in the <laughs> CFL for a little bit. You played in the NFL, you know, for a couple years, man. That's that, that that's you. You should have did that. Hey, I'll learn from you next year. Believe me, I'm taking some some notes out of your book, and I'm I'm gonna pay I'm gonna pay my guys off next year. So who who you know because you're not even in the reins and and you're really ir- irrelevant at this point wow. because wow. you only have one win uh, and there's no way you can you know catch up with one game left. Who would your Y factor be for for this game? You know, I, I was kind of alluding to it earlier with, with Bishop Sankey and his run, their running game of Washington. Uh, it's going to be a defensive player, and I, I want to go with uh, my senior who's been around there since I played, and that's going to be uh, Ethan Manamaliuna. And, uh, Brian, you call him Ethan Money, 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 because he really has been this year. He's, he's been that, that stout defensive tackle and in at times. Uh, kind of can play all positions. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to have to have a huge impact, swallow some double teams, um, which obviously won't show in the stat sheet, but uh, in, in Bronco Minhall's defense, when you can take up double teams, those, those middle linebackers and those outside linebackers kind of to roam free and, and, and fight off single blocks. So um, I think he's going to have a huge game be, you know, to, to plug those holes and uh, obviously have a, any type of push up front. David Nixon, current BYU TV sports analyst, former BYU linebacker, NFL guy as well. David, BYU has a couple of weeks off, and that – in and of itself, within college football during the bowl season is very unique. But Bronco Mendenhall has won four straight bowl games. 
What's going on with this BYU program where they can take a couple of weeks off and still perform at a high level in the bowl game because it just doesn't add up? Yeah, you know, and these bowl games are tough. I know coaches struggle with, with how do they prepare, what's, what should the schedule be like. I know with BYU, we honestly don't start uh, preparing for our opponent till about a week and a half out of the bowl game, which is surprising. Most people think, okay, once you find your opponent, boom, you're starting that day preparation. And uh, Bronco, his mentality is, look, I don't, I don't want to kind of just, just flood these guys with information. I don't, I don't want them to feel like they've been preparing for these guys for a month. Let's just kind of do our thing. So they, for the next couple of weeks, they'll basically go one-on-ones against each other uh, and, and, and kind of do some self-scout, uh, things that they know they need to fix themselves. And then come about a week and a half, so in a few days, um, I guess, that they'll start preparing for uh, Washington and, and, and game planning for them. So he, he's got the secret recipe, which is, like I said, tough for a lot of coaches to figure out, but um, it's proved him you know, well in the last few years. So. I, it's it's for me. I remember I went to you know three straight bowl games um, my sophomore through senior year, and uh, this time of the year was it was it was a ton of fun because you know look we got one more game. This is our last game. You know for the seniors, practice is a lot more fun. It's more laid back. It kind of more the majority of the stress is relieved off your shoulders because you know you've now made it into the postseason, um, and you just go out there and enjoy practice, and, and obviously go out there and enjoy the game. So. It's a great time of the year. Yeah, obviously, the holidays rolling around, which makes it even more fun, too. So uh, I know the guys are excited. Uh, talk to you know Craig, Mills, Craig Bills, my brother-in-law, and uh, he's excited to go out there and have a great showing and then uh, come home for the holidays. So it uh, should, be, should be a great one. David, let's 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 be real. Let's be honest with each other. I mean, we we all love to play another game and, and have the opportunity to to play the sport that we love in the postseason, but. Let's let's talk about the the most exciting part of the bowl game, which is the gifts that we get. Oh man! Let's 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 discuss that. What out of the the, the bowl games that you went to, what was the the best gift that you got? The best gift, I want to say, it was, I say it's a toss up, and they all came in one year. We got the Xbox 360, and we went to the Pioneer Las Vegas Bowl. So Pioneer gave us um, a GPS, a nice little GPS um, Pioneer gift, I guess you call it. And uh, let's just say I took both those back to Best Buy and got myself $850. Oh, man. You hear that, Coach? Coach Manon, I hope he's he's listening to this right now. He'll probably come after me. But, uh, yeah, that was one of the best bowl gifts ever, I have to say. $850 store credit to to Best Buy. Let's just say it was a a great little Christmas gift to myself. When are you taking me out to dinner, David? That needs that needs to happen. Yeah, okay. We can go. We can go to dinner at Best Buy anytime you want. (laughs) (laughs) BYU TV analyst David Nixon bringing it on a Friday. David, very quickly, does a win over Utah in basketball ease the pain at all after losing to Utah in football? Uh, No, Uh, nothing. Nothing can ever ease the pain of the loss of football, but. Uh, going up to the Huntsman Center and, and getting a win up there would, would be huge. You know, you got Jordan Loveridge and those uh, Daylon Wright. I'm not sure how you pronounce the first name, but uh, Wright, who both those guys are averaging 17 and 16 points respectively, um, and they've got a great team and uh, that environment. I think if you can go up there and, and get a win there, uh, that'd be a huge jump start to, to conference play. But um, no, I don't think you can really ease any loss of football. But it definitely uh, helps a little bit. Uh, just kind of bragging rights to say, look, at least we took one or two of the main sports. But uh, I, I think this BYU basketball team has uh, a great opportunity and a great chance to go up there and, and once, like I said, kind of keep the ball moving. 
uh, with what they've already accomplished so far this season at eight and three, and and uh, of course next game on the road at Oregon um, takes some momentum into that game. So um, I'm excited to see the outcome, see how they play. I think the big thing is going to be foul trouble. Uh, they've always got to stay out of foul trouble, uh, especially with Eric Mika and the bigs, because if they get in foul trouble early, I think Jordan Lovers will have a heyday down low. Uh, it'll be hard to stop them, but if they can stay out foul trouble, I think BYU's got an excellent chance to win this game. David Nixon, we appreciate the time, my friend, and I'll say this in closing. Your doppelganger is one Christian Ponder. <laughs> hey, hey, he married Samantha Steele. I'll take it. <laughs> Alright, Dave, we'll talk to you soon, man. Alright, take care, guys. Thanks, Christian. By the way, Utah picked to finish ninth in the Pac-12 preseason basketball rankings. Their highest preseason ranking in their third year of Pac-12 hoops. However, they're getting better. That said, will a BYU hoops win versus Utah in the rivalry game ease the pain of the football loss back in September even a little? Well, we go to Twitter for one real uh, real quick tweet from at Kent Johnson 4. That's a clown question, bro. Clown. I love it. <laughs> More Twitter debates coming up on BYU Sports Nation right now. Time to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Kyle Van Noy named to the Walter Camp Foundation All-America team. Kyle received second-team honors on this nation's oldest All-America award. Welcome back, Dennis Pitta. He was the last Cougar to to be named to the Walter Camp All-American. Swimming and diving. Junior Hayden Palmer named MPSF Turbo Athlete of the Week for the second time this season. Palmer broke the BYU record in the 400 individual medley at the Texas Invite. Women's basketball. Led by my man, Coach J.J., the 9-0 women's basketball team is preparing for Utah Saturday at 4 Eastern. Watch and listen live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's volleyball. Tonight, BYU-USC in the Sweet 16 from the Galen Center in Los Angeles. Watch it live on Watch ESPN starting at 10 Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain. Sean Olmstead has his team back in the Sweet 16 for the second consecutive year doing so without All-American Jen Hampson, who is focused on basketball this year. Coach, how does it feel to be back in the Sweet 16? Yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting place to be, and uh, I'm just happy for these kids and uh, kind of validation for all their hard work. So uh, all in all, it's exciting, and it's, uh, it's a great place to be always. Okay, so I, I want to know, how much do you credit the BYU Sports Nation karma to your success this season? Uh, I mean, I, I'd have to, if Jerem was there, I'd say 100%. He's not there, so, you know, I, I'm going to go 95. But Coach, we don't need, we don't need Jerem. That in the I'm, backpack I'm has been the magic, you know. Okay, so well, we know Jerem's with us in spirit. He's listening somewhere basking in 70-degree weather on vacation. Uh, but fantastic matchup. After you sweep Hawaii, now you have sixth-ranked USC. What do the Trojans bring to the table? You know they're they're a big, strong, physical team, and they're they're a team that's competed in you know uh, probably the best volleyball conference in the country, which is the Pac-12. They got nine teams in the tournament this year, which is the most ever uh, for any conference. And so you know they're 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 a team that's been used to playing big big stages uh, all season, and so it's exciting for our kids that they get to match up against that and kind of put themselves against a team like that. Coach, what do you need to do to get to the Elite Eight? Um, you know, we just—I think we need to just stay composed in the, under the moment and and under the lights, like like we did in Hawaii. I thought the girls were really, really well composed. They stayed in the moment of each point. They didn't get ahead of themselves. You know, even when we won the first set and then won the second set, they didn't start looking to the end of the match. Hey, we might be able to do this, but they just stayed composed in each moment. You know, they they made every play, 
And uh, if they can do that and not get rattled, I think uh, we've got a good shot to compete with anybody. Coach Sean Olmstead, the head man of the BYU women's volleyball team, has his Cougars matched up against sixth-ranked USC in the Sweet 16 in L.A. Coach, as long as you've got your lucky backpack, I love it. The royal blue with the lime green, I, I think you're in good shape. Yeah, you know, uh, Tom Homo wouldn't let me leave it at home. So <laughs> he's up here, and uh, he saw the backpack and said, uh, we're good to go, we're ready to play. What kind of an atmosphere do you expect in the Galen Center? You know, from what I've heard, our ticket sales uh, are really, really good. I think we've already bought out all of our allotted tickets yes. from uh, most of the girls' family. And so I expect a lot of the, uh, you know, the LDS uh, families down here come support the Cougars. And so I think, uh, I'm, I think it's going to be a great crowd for us and uh, for USC. Coach, good luck tonight. We'll be rooting you on and watching on uh, the e- Watch ESPN app starting at 10 Eastern. Go beat the Trojans. We'll do our best. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Coach. Today's Rise and Shout. How about this? Jimmer Fredette has some neighborhood kids show up at his house, knock on the door and say, hey, uh, can we shoot hoops? I'm going to show up at his house and knock too and see if, if, so I, can, he does. if I can do it. He goes out and plays horse with him for like an hour. That is awesome. That's a great That's a great man right there. Let him play. I know. Free Jimmer. Let, let him play. Him, let him get some minutes. Uh, so, yeah, Rise and Shout goes to Jimmer Fredette today. Now we go to uh, some Twitter. But actually, you know, let's go best sounds of the week. We do this every week. Favorite sound bites go best sounds of the week, and then we'll go to Twitter. To be really honest, I don't even know how much people have turned their eye towards BYU. It has been an unbelievable week of football for the University of Washington. You've got a team out there at Washington that may come in disheartened because their coach is gone. Or they may come in fired up to prove that they don't need that guy anyway. And you don't know which of those dynamics will be in play when the Huskies take the field. So there's a bit of an unknown factor that will make this game fun as well. I think BYU needs this more to kind of cap off a season. They need another quality win. It will set the stage for BYU going into next season if they can beat a very good Washington team. Uh, Utah and BYU got to play each other forever as far as I'm concerned. In my mind, this is kind of the epitome of a college rivalry. Among freshmen who wear goggles, there is no fear there. <laughs> Just think of, of what BYU would be like if Jabari Parker on this team. <laughs> I mean, just imagine the scoring weapons between the three of, of Jabari Parker, Carlino, and Tyler Haas, and then you'd have Mika and, and Collinsworth. Do you want to play BYU every year? Do I want to? Yeah. No, heck no. Our favorite sounds of the week brought to you on BYU Sports Station. What a lineup of guests we had this week. Go to Twitter. Does a BYU basketball win against rival Utah ease the pain of the football loss well, back in no. September? <laughs> Even a little. <laughs> Aaron Evans, our engineer, thinks heck no. Courtesy Larry Kristoviak, uh, head basketball coach of Utah. We go to uh, at BYU Sports Cave. Not in my book, but I'll take a win any way we can get it. I love this one from at Chess Sports. Is that a serious question? (laughs) (laughs) At Ogden Dentist. Um, no. And then uh, here's a point that I want to make. At Sky Diz, Skylar Hardman, he says, yes, it would be nice to dominate them in something. Right, Brian? You're such yeah, a football guy. Yeah, football. Football is everything. You're such a football guy. Football is life. At Corey Hatch says, rivalry wins in any sport help me cope with football losses. Thanks to our guests, Jeff Judkins, David Nixon, Sean Olmsted, everyone on our crew. Big thanks to my Friday guest host, Brian Logan. Not a guest. <laughs> Take over. A rise and shout to him.
For producer Ben Bagley, senior recording producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Shaline, production assistants Alan Miller, Spencer King, Matt Hume, and engineer A.A. Ron Evans, I am Spencer Linton. You have just listened to BYU Sports Nation class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>